suggesting these are 12 gateways. I'm suggesting they are the 12 gateways. And I say this because I've given talks around the world to many, many people. And I've asked, I've challenged groups, come up with the 13th gateway, come up with the 14th one. No one has. These 12 cover the entire scope. They're a map of the territory of our human potential. I want to make it clear at the outset that these 12 gateways are not 12 burdens, I suggest, or new practices, I suggest, you add to an already busy life. Rather, they're meant to lighten you, not burden you, because you're already practicing in all these areas. You've been working on the 12 gateways your entire life and will continue to do so. What I'm going to do today is present a clear map to bring what is subconscious into full consciousness. So you'll see a map, and you know any map when you're on a journey is a big help. So this is going to be a map to help you get more out of daily life, out of those challenges in the spiritual school we call daily life. Some people refer to daily life as a spiritual boot camp. I prefer to think of it as a school. Many of you may agree. Well, if it is a school, if we're here to learn, again, there are 12 courses we need to pass in order to graduate not just one or two. There are specialists in various areas. There are specialists in the arena of a relationship. They say if your relationship and emotions are down, that's the whole ball of wax. Other people will say, no, the key is meditation. If you meditate, you transcend the mind and transcend beliefs and open up to life and that's the road, the royal road to enlightenment. Other people will say, well, yes, but if your body's in balance, the electrical energies and are flowing through your body. It's an enlightened body, and that's the basis for everything else. And they all have good points. But it reminds me of a cartoon I once saw in the New Yorker magazine. It showed a man who was in a hospital bed, wrapped in plaster and tape from his head down to his, his ankles. His feet were fine, but everything else was wrapped in plaster. And there was a doctor standing near him looking at the man, and the doctor said, you know, as a podiatrist, I'd say you're a lucky man. And isn't that our life? Everyone looks from their own viewpoint. A chain breaks at its weakest link. We need to deal with all 12 areas. The one that interests you the least is probably the one you need to work on the most. It usually works this way. Now, the gateways come at us from all directions in everyday life, sometimes more than one at a time. But in this program, I'll be presenting them in a particular order, each one preparing you for the next. Finally, culminating in the 12th gateway, serve your world, and the practice of everyday enlightenment. We take daily life for granted. One of the higher lessons of the 12 gateways is that daily life is God's classroom. We're often looking for spirituality elsewhere, we look for it only in a church or temple. We look for it only in sitting in a corner doing Eastern internal exercises. Then we say, I'm doing spiritual practices. I've never seen any moment in daily life that isn't a spiritual practice. A man once came up to me and said, Dan, I want to do more spiritual practices. I know there's more to life, but I've got a wife and three kids and a full-time job. And again, he and I laughed about that later because his wife and his children and his work were his spiritual practices. And they demand more and develop more than sitting in a cave and meditating. 
In fact, a man named D'Souza once said, for many years it had seemed to me that my real life was about to begin, but there was always some obstacle in the way until it dawned on me that these obstacles were my life. You know the saying, life is what happens while we're making other plans. How many of you knew what you were going to be doing for a living when you were a kid? Very few of us. Adair Lara, the writer, once wrote, and some, like me, are just beginning to guess at the powerful religion of ordinary life, a spirituality of freshly mopped floors and stacked dishes and clothing blowing on the line. In fact, the difficulties of daily life are forms of spiritual weightlifting. They're here to strengthen us. That's how we strengthen our spirit. Daily life will test and teach us. A saint called Ramakrishna once said that if you try to open the shell of a walnut while it's still green, it's almost impossible. But if you wait until that shell is ripe, just a tap and it opens up. This seminar and your daily life are part of your ripening process. Now, I talked about openness and the importance of being open. It's easy to say, but you're going to find what I have to say to you is practical, something you can actually work with. I could stand here and talk to you about the field of infinite possibilities, but what do you do with that? There are many words and abstract philosophies, and as a past athlete and coach, I prefer practical outcomes over abstract philosophy. We already have enough to think about, don't we? Now, I need to cover, very briefly, three, two or three basics before we get into the first gateway. The first is consider that life is a series of moments. We think of our day being something. You know that saying, carpe diem, seize the day? We can't do that. The best we can do is carpe punctum, seize the moment. Cesar Pavese once said, we do not remember days, we remember moments. Isn't that true? Margaret Bonanno said you can only live happily ever after on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. I've never met an erotic in my whole life, never met one. Not even Woody Allen. I've only met people who have more neurotic moments. But some of those people forget to be neurotic at times and they function quite well. I've never met an intelligent person, only people who have more intelligent moments. But even some people we call intelligent can have some pretty stupid moments. I'll speak for myself. And I've never met an enlightened being. And I've spent time with some high spiritual masters who have large followings, but I've never met an enlightened being, only people who have more enlightened moments. But I've seen many of these teachers in some distinctly unenlightened moments. That helps resolve the paradox of whether somebody's enlightened or not. It depends what moment you catch them. I think this is a more practical way to look at it than a permanent state. The second major principle we need to understand, I'm only going to touch upon it now, it's going to become very clear as the program continues. Consider what you can and cannot control in life. Know the difference between what you can control and what you can influence. There are many things we can influence in life. For example, you can influence the government by writing to the government, by politicking, by voting, 
by lobbying, many ways to influence the government. But can you control the government? Let me define what I mean by control. Control means simply by willing something to happen, by intending it to happen, it happens. That's what direct control is. So you need to be clear, this is going to be a key for the entire program between the difference of what you can influence and what you can control. We're going to get into some controversial areas and I'm going to say some things that may be quite different from what you've read or learned. So we'll be exploring what you can and cannot control. We need to come to agreement on one point though, a very important point. Isn't it true that you're responsible for only that which you can control? If you can't control something, how can you be responsible for it? Does that make sense? Are you responsible for the weather, for example? I don't think so. Unless you can control it. If you can, please get in touch with me later. I'd like to talk to you. Okay, more about that as the program continues. The final point we need to be clear on is that the 12 gateways are not some another achievement program that you bust through the 12 gateways in a weekend on Maui. The 12 gateways, again, are God's classroom or what we're working on in daily life. The higher purpose of these gateways is to free or liberate your attention. Now, that may seem like an abstract idea. Well, what does that mean, liberate my attention? One of the key principles in all of life. Let me tell a brief story. I was sitting on a curb in Berkeley, California, around 1967. Cars were going by at I.